As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. This is episode number 100 of the Reno Slants, and we are celebrating triple digits with a really fun episode for you guys this week. Welcome to the Reno Slants, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable! Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slants. It is a landmark episode for your boys. Triple digits since launch. We've only had one week where we didn't have an episode. Going back to August 2018. This was this past New Year. To help celebrate, Adam and I are going to launch a new piece of, I don't know if show is the right word, maybe a part of the Reno Slant brand. We're expanding it officially today to help celebrate 100 episodes. We're celebrating, but this is also a testament to all of you who have put up with us for 100 episodes. <laughs> we'll get into, get into all that, but we certainly appreciate all of you guys. Weekly yearbook number six, we are at now. Things are becoming very, very real in regards to football season in the fall. Mount West Commissioner Greg Thompson spoke this week and what he said was not a surprise. It was scary as hell, though. We'll get into that. Adam does look for some good news. Of course, The Last Dance is incredible. That thing debuted this past weekend, and I found something hilarious. A little bit different. Don't typically do this, but I'm going to share something with you guys for my third point in weekly yearbook, the sixth one. Now, our guest this week is Nevada Hoops commit DeAndre Henry, 6'8", big man from Arizona. He committed to Nevada and Steve Alford back in September. I was really impressed with him. Confident kid. He was a big-time football recruit, actually. Had some Power 5 offers that decided after a sophomore year, you know what, I'm going to play hoops. And now he's on his way to Nevada this summer. Hopefully, going to play this winter. Asked about the validation for him committing to a legit Division One program and had to give him, uh, or had to give fans, I should say, a taste of, of what to expect from him. So I asked him to break down his game a little bit. For slants, we're doing weekend plans. We have two things to look forward to this weekend. At least that's what I wrote down. Two. Big weekend for us. Social, a lot of questions from you guys. A lot about our 100th, our 100th episode, how we're celebrating it. We did some looking back, 
really good questions from you guys, certainly not only pertaining to the podcast as well. Then we'll get out of here with Rain and Reno. Before we get to all of that, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast. As I just mentioned, we would not be celebrating our 100th episode if it was not for you guys asking questions, listening, leaving us iTunes reviews. It is beyond appreciated. You are all helping us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week. We took one on the chin last week, 213 downloads. Not a great week for us. It happens. We'll bounce back this week. If you are not already, please subscribe and follow us on social. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. Or if you really want to help us grow, you really want to help us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week, please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not listening to the podcast yet to uh, check us out. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you, as always, by Tuiabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from WRizzuto3. We are out of iTunes five-star review of the week jail. We are freed. So WRizzuto3, appreciate you. The review states, number one pack podcast. Such a fun and great podcast to listen to. Keeps all the Wolfpack faithful, up to date on everything Nevada. Highly recommend to anyone who loves Nevada and needs a good laugh. Keep up the good work. W. Rizzuto 3, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the love. Make sure you get in touch with us so we can send you two free rounds at Toyabi Golf Club whenever it is that we'll be able, be able to golf again. That's a $90 value. Toyabi Golf Club is a super quick drive down 395 South from Reno and Washoe Valley. Toyabi Golf Club was recently acquired by Duncan Golf Management and is offering the best membership deal in all of Northern Nevada. In addition to Toyabi, you can earn membership at Lake Ridge, Wolfrun, and Dayton Valley for as little as $300 a month. You can check out more information at DuncanGolfReno.com. This week's show also brought to you by my favorite burger joint in Northern Nevada. You can make a case best burger in the state, depending on, on who you ask here. Uh, Archie's has been serving the Reno community for going on 26 years strong now. Nevada Magazine just named Archie's uh, the best burger in Northern Nevada. I just said it depends who you ask a little bit here. Was named the best restaurant by the Nevada School of Business. And um, obviously, one of the local businesses that could use your support right now as we all try to figure out what is going on, how long this is going to last, quarantine, uh, economic shutdown. You can still pick up your favorite burger in Northern Nevada uh, through pickup, through delivery. I will tell you that when you go and pick it up, I know it's easier just to order on your phone. I don't blame you. I do the same thing a lot. But if you have it in you to go pick it up at their location at... Uh, Virginia, essentially, excuse me, Virginia and McCarran, right across from Mackey, basically, uh, helps them out greatly as well. They source a lot of their products locally. When you buy from Archie's, you are supporting a lot of local businesses. They're offering happy hour daily from four to six, every single day, happy hour. Adam's going to talk about how fat he's getting. Part of the reason is because he's enjoying happy hour every day <laughs> on his own couch. So visit archiesreno.com or you can call in your order at 322-9595. That's archiesreno.com or 322-9595. I mentioned that we're both getting, or not both. I'm not getting fat. You're getting <laughs> fat. But we're, we're our, our looks all over the map right now. You're getting fat. You look like a thumb. You shaved all your hair off. I look yep. like a grizzly bear. 
it's uh, rough times. The quarantine's getting to us. It's and it's showing. You could you could, <laughs> we could hide it for as long as we could. You know, you can keep it internal, but eventually it eventually it creeps out. And man, it came out quick. This is the longest I've gone without shaving my face, and it itches so bad. I ha- I'm committing to it now. Though we'll see how far we can get. How long do you think you can get it? I have no clue. It's I, this is like the furthest I've done it or let my beard beard go. And I, I, I honestly can't tell you. I say, do you think it's going to get to dad length? I was giving him a hard time about it that I was going to catch up to him. I think that would take me, take me a long time. I don't know if I'm getting that far or if I want to pay. Hey, if there's going to be no better time than now, the quarantine, this is your time to try. <laughs> Okay, before we get into weekly yearbook number six, we need to do some quick uh, bottle popping, some quick celebrating, because this is our 100th episode. Yeah, baby. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Look at us. Look at Who'd us. Who would have thought? Not yeah, me. Not, not me, exactly. 100 episodes, though. That is crazy to think about. Like, what was it, August 2018? August 2018. Man, yeah. It just—it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it really has been no. quite a while. I mean, we're coming up on what four months away from two years. Two years. It, it's easy to say, you know, we we make jokes. Who who would have thought? No way. This is something we've had planned. We've been strategic about this throughout. There, we we had no illusions of quitting at episode fifty. That's one of the hardest things I will tell all of you about launching a podcast or trying to get a brand off the ground or. Uh, grow an audience is just the consistency because there are definitely nights where Ab and I have not wanted to record. There have nights where we have been very upset with each other and they have to push record and act like we're getting along. Uh, it's all all part of the process, uh, but it's just about being consistent. And fortunately, we've been able to. Thank you to all of you who have helped us, who have been consistent yourself and listening and telling friends and engaging with us on social, leaving us iTunes reviews, uh, using the promo codes. For, for the organizations we've been fortunate enough to partner with. Uh, it's gone a long way. And we want to give you guys something new as part of this. Obviously, we're celebrating. I'm going to drink a couple White Claws tonight uh, to, to celebrate a little bit here. But we do want to give you guys something because you have been part of this. There's no question that, that we would not be here if we didn't have uh, some of the loyal followers that, that we do. And we're so grateful for it. Um, so one of the things... Uh, when we started putting together plans for the podcast back in the summer of 18, it was we really put together uh, what I have since called our strategic growth plan. It means different phases of things that we were going to add, and that included adding new intro music or, or refreshing that. It included eventually adding a website and eventually adding updating the software, which we record and the, the, the hardware even that, that we use. And the strategic growth plan just makes us sound more legit. I don't know if it's that sophisticated. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, we sound like we actually know what we're doing when you say strategic growth plan. <laughs> Adam Nathan ideas list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, essentially, uh, that's what it is. But st- strategic growth plan sounds a little bit better. It's right <laughs> up there with your analytical algorithm. Hey, 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 hey. One of the plans was to create a blog. Somewhere where... I could get back to my roots a little bit as a writer where Adam could let it fly. And it's kind of just going to be a space where we can expand on thoughts from the show or create some standalone content. 
Um, something that we feel is going to help us greatly in our pursuit of getting to 1,000 downloads per week. Maybe it helps us reach some new people. Maybe some jokes land a little bit better in the written format. Uh, who knows? Our plan was to launch it this summer when sports typically take a backseat. However, that showed up in a hurry, faster mm-hmm. than we were anticipating. We decided, you know what? We're not going to wait. We're not going to wait any longer, I should say. By the time you're hearing this, it is live now on our website. If you go to therenoslant.com, you can see blog right there at the top. A couple of things we've written about. We obviously backloaded it, so there are already posts there. We talked about our Love is Blind power rankings. We talked about the Reno college bar rankings. We talked about Nevada women's hoops transfers. Talked about why our golf courses being closed. Um, Adam wrote about getting fat during quarantine. And what else did you write about? I just got those two right now. Oh, oh yeah. The Reno College Bars was also yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote, obviously, the introductory blog post uh, that's the on top of the page right now saying, we're here. What's going on? Really excited about it. Hoping to post at least a couple times every week. We'll be consistent with it as we have been with the podcast. And uh, super excited to get that going. And that is one of the ways that we are celebrating 100 episodes. You're welcome, America. <laughs> Let's get into weekly yearbook number six. As always, let you let you start it off. I'm going to start it off with something a little more relevant this time than raccoons. And I can't remember what the thing I talked about last week was. I think the Russell no, Wilson. No, you talk about Russell Wilson and Sarah's baby. That's what it was last week. No, something a little closer to your home. Yeah, Do you see your Las Vegas mayor? She's letting Cir- fly right now. Man, she is reckless, ruthless, <laughs> and... Not a whole lot of activity going on upstairs. Um, <laughs> that's just a fun thing. I mean, I don't know if fun thing's a way to put it, but with this coronavirus stuff is there's all sorts of conflicting information and news and thoughts and ideas and assumptions and opinions and what's a fact and what isn't. And she made it pretty clear. Uh, she wanted Vegas open. She wanted those people gambling again. She said some, dare I say, controversial remarks no. <laughs> with, Anderson, with Anderson Cooper. But um, yeah, it just... You know, why the North is better than the South, you could go on and on. But, man, when you got that lady in charge, the the articulate mouth on that person, she was doing pretty good. Um, obviously, had some good reviews. She's getting dragged up and down the Internet. But yeah. I just I it's always, you know, Vegas is Vegas. It's always going to have its national spotlight because of the city it, it is. But, um, yeah, she put Vegas on the map for a different reason today. There are some who are saying she's simply using reverse psychology to make Vegas look so bad that no one's going to come here and it's going to spread slow the spread. So I'm saying I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I would, I'd, be, I'd be pretty shocked if she has that level of humor. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she's got to she's playing chess while we're playing checkers if that's what she's doing going on CNN saying that, but hey, that's that's why I'm not the mayor. There's a lot of opinions out there about what to do and she is out there. Is she is out there. Did you know uh, who she? Did you know who she was before this? Nope, not a clue. Okay, well, she, well name recognition. She's gonna get reelected. Not a clue. Yeah. My first one, obviously, much. I shouldn't say much more relevant, but relevant to who we are as a podcast. We love football, obviously, and I think a lot of us are starting to get real nervous about September or late August especially when it comes to college football, late August. Uh, Mountain West Commissioner Greg Thompson had a conversation with Mountain West Network this week, which essentially like Tom Brady doing an interview with TB12 Media. Still relevant, Mm. though. 
one of the jarring yet unsurprising bits from that two-part conversation was his comment about the significance of football. Do you see any of this stuff? I saw a little bit of it. Didn't read the whole thing or didn't see the full. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. You know how I am. I'm just <laughs> I like, saw uh, it on my Twitter timeline and scrolled right past it, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm aware. I'm aware he was talking. <laughs> he said that unless they can play football in the fall, it's unlikely they'll be able to play any other sports. No That's football. Unlikely they'll be able to play any other sports. Football is responsible for, he said, 85% of athletic revenue. People bag on football and talk about how the players need to get paid. And I, I agree to, to some extent that, that they can be compensated greater. However, it is easy to gloss over the opportunity that it creates around the rest of campus. Talk about Title IX, talk about other sports who rely on, on that revenue. One of the challenges that we've now been presented is a lack of consistency in messaging around the possibility or, or the idea of not only playing football in the fall, but just reopening the economy is one of the buzzwords or, or terms that's getting thrown around to return to some sense of normalcy. There's just is a incoherent message right now that we're all that we're all receiving and one of the things that many love to go to immediately is listen to the experts which makes sense but i'm listening experts what do we need to do what needs mm -hmm. to happen for us to play football in in the fall sislak gave a state of the coronavirus in nevada address last night i don't know i don't know what you want to call it he wouldn't give us anything essentially beyond phase one which is opening some businesses. And even then, he wasn't really clear about which businesses that would include. It was cl clear about which some businesses that would not, that would not include. We're not going to have a vaccine by September. We're, we're not going to. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? If you are the NFL, you can play with no fans. They're pros. That makes sense. In college, that would shatter the image of student athletes and amateurism. At that point, it'd be clear that they are there to drive revenue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's not such a great look for the NCAA. Uh, wouldn't I got to try to read my notes here. Not, now I'm getting lost. Um, <laughs> he's, rat he's rattled. Uh, I'm rattled. It, it was Paul Feinbaum, by the way, who, who really talked about that originally. I think earlier, uh, I think it was this week. So I'm listening to the experts. You know, tell us what needs to happen, or are we simply getting drug along? We're getting strung along here. Everyone, another term we're hearing a lot is "wait until it's safe." Well, what does that mean? Do we need a vaccine for it to technically be safe? And if that is the case, why are we being sold on these two-week intervals? That's when phase zero is supposed to end in Nevada, but even then, the guidelines are somewhat generic and mm -hmm. vague on what needs to happen, go from phase zero to, to phase one. And a reporter did ask Steve Sislak, what needs to happen for it to open all the way up? And he refused to answer the question. Talked about how we need to take care of the, these things first before we can think about that. And that makes sense. This is what we've been talking about, though. You have to create an image. You have to create a narrative, something that we're all pursuing. And no one is doing that. Yeah, yeah. We're not getting that at all right now. It seems like, and I could be way off here, we have two options. One, nothing changes until there's a vaccine, which means 
we stay locked in our homes for 12 to 24 months. And by that point, most of all of ours way of life will be gone. Like, can you imagine what it's going to be like if it remains in this current state for 12 to 24 months while we wait for a vaccine? I'll be 400 pounds and have even less hair. 400 pounds, unemployed, and no hair is where a lot of us are going to be. <laughs> the uh, and the other option, and this is what people gets people up in arms and makes you dangerous for considering, you, you guys are loosening up some of the restrictions with the idea of exposing young, healthy people to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what it sounds like. We'll expedite this herd immunity concept, which we're, we're hoping to achieve. We're not going to achieve herd immunity by quarantining in, in our homes or being quarantined in our homes. Those who are high risk would certainly still remain sheltered in place. Hopefully, the majority of the community builds up the, the antibodies, and that slows the spread of it o- over time. And I just don't know what other option there is either we do nothing or we do something and try to get this over with as soon as possible. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not giving up on the idea of football. I'm going to mm-hmm. continue to, to shelter in place. I'm not going to love it, but I'm, I'm going to do it. It's just becoming very clear. If not very scary that there is a possibility that we not only lose football in the fall, but we lose it all. We're yeah. not talking hoops in the winter. We're not talking baseball in the spring. I know- I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have thyroid eye disease and the bags under your eyes are looking more like purses, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com. So smaller, the group of five conferences have asked to reduce the number of competitions, reduce the number of scholarships. Uh, that they can give out to make it a little bit less expensive, or I should say a little bit easier on, on the balance sheet. The the messaging is just so scattered right now, and I'm starting to get very nervous. Yeah, well, I mean, like for me to put on my intellectual cap here that I got to shake some dust off because I don't use it a ton. But from like the news, it's just so much conflicting information like you've talked about, and especially from high up too. like obviously each state's trying to take it their own method and their own mm-hmm. direction of how they're going to do this and reopening economies and stuff. Florida out here, I mean, they're in a different world. They opened up a beach today right below yep. us, Sarasota Beach, anyways, but um, or Sarasota County. However, that's the problem is that there's, there isn't a clear direct method for everybody. So, like, I, sp- I was on Twitter for, like, an hour last night, felt pretty good, was like, oh, you know, a couple months, we might be all right, you know, getting everything open, and we're going to start making, you know, serious steps. And then the next, next article I read was from the CDC director who was like, this is going to be way worse in the winter. And I'm like, Okay, well, what is it? Like, are we going to be okay in a couple months or are we going to be in another, you know, end of the world scenario in December? So it's like, mm-hmm. that's the issue is that the, the the information from up top is just so conflicting and, you know, nothing's, yeah. un- nothing's uniform. We're not going to get rid of this virus unless there's a vaccine. That's clear. Yeah. And I, I, you either face it or you hide from it. 
and mm-hmm. hiding from it is we're going to shelter in place and wait for a vaccine. And at that point, it's that's scary to think about what, what the reality would be like if that's the case. Or you try to find a way to get in front of this thing. And that is letting those who are low at risk be exposed to it. And you don't have to expose yourself to it. Um, I don't want to say anything that would make me considered dangerous. But if I got coronavirus, I don't know that I'd be very scared. I'd be like, yeah. From all from all that I've read, I don't have a, a ton to be concerned about. Now that's coming from my perspective. If I was more at risk, I wouldn't be nearly as excited about that idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's a solution. We go full Seinfeld. Everybody in the country gets a bubble boy and bubble girl suit. There we go. There you go. Walk walk in safety walk in sanitation <laughs> suit. I guess put it that way. All right. Moving us on more positive. Please, now I'm sad. Positive news. Here's my positive news of the week. Dogs. Everybody loves talking about dogs, right? I think dogs are probably what's keeping some people sane during this whole thing, spending more time with them. However, in England, dogs are actually joining the coronavirus fight. They've started training these dogs how to sniff out the virus. Uh, basically it says, you know, for years dogs have been keeping humans safe by sniffing out narcotics, explosive devices, all sorts of crazy stuff. They're able to, I was looking at, in some cases they can sniff out cancer and Parkinson's disease. It's absolutely insane. I don't know how you do that, but their noses are that strong. And now they're starting to train them to sniff out the coronavirus. Uh, there's a professor at, uh, one of the universities out there. He goes, if the research is successful, you could use uh, they could use COVID-19 detection dogs at airports and all these types of situations to kind of help reemerge these economies is that basically in these large gathering areas, such as, you know, international airports where you're going through security, whether it be colleges, you know, big buildings downtown, you have these dogs here and they can kind of help track who has it and who doesn't have it. You basically, you know, when you're going through TSA and they got like uh, bomb and drug sniffing dogs, mm-hmm. you more or less have a, a coronavirus sniffing dog and then if somebody has it then you can kind of track that person and you know go from there but um that was on the goodnewsnetwork.org i thought that was good just because dogs are a lot more useful than just you know at home companions at times and it's situations like this where you can start to really uh uh how should i put this really train them and use them what they're strong for Mm. strong at using their nose and then it basically could help alleviate a lot of situations and make people like you happier because then it gives a little bit more positive note on maybe the economy and the world in general opening up if you have something that kind of can help contain it and detect this you said a lot and the only thing i heard you say was COVID 19 again <laughs> i started with coronavirus and i was like you know what my intellectual cap's still on going back COVID 19 we've already had this conversation on the podcast it's not COVID. So it's COVID. It's just like Giff and it's not COVID. It's, it's coronavirus or the Rona. It, it's like the Rona is actually a good one. It's like GIF and Jif. Everybody's got their preference. <laughs> My second one forgot to mention this on weekend plans last week. The last dance lived up to the hype on Sunday. You probably didn't watch it. I have a feeling you didn't watch it. No you comment. You didn't watch it. You're no comment. It. You're worthless. Uh, ESPN moved up the release date on this. It was the the MJ 30 for 30 10 parter was supposed to release in June. They moved it up to what month is it? April? I don't even know anymore. Uh, to and it released or debuted, I should say, on Sunday. Two episodes. 
I'm not going to give a play by play. If you haven't seen it, it's on ESPN plus and it is well worth the four ninety nine a month. Even if you just do it for the next two and a half months. So you can watch this meaning for the next or not two and a half months for the next four weeks, I should say, because two episodes per week. Uh, see Sunday at six is, is, is when it drops. I said about a month ago that this was going to be the most, most watched 30 for 30 ever. And buckets buckets nailed it did you see when people watched it do you see the numbers i saw it was a ton easy easy when it's the most when there's nothing on guy hey you gotta count your wins celebrate your successes 6.1 million viewers the previous high was 3.6 million for you don't know bo mm. that's big that's time quite, it's a little bit larger <laughs> i'll admit that for a couple hours on sunday we were all watching the same thing. We were all making stupid jokes. It felt like we had not only a departure from this purgatory we're all in right now, but I was like, ah, sports. This is great. Hey, ball. This yeah. Is, this is great. Sports again. Uh, Jerry Krause, by the way. He and Carol Baskin are going to start protesting Netflix. They are done with Netflix. I don't know how someone can look worse than Jerry Krause looked. He was the GM. Of the Bulls, isn't he dead? I thought he's passed on since he he might he might be dead. But they, mm. they he looked awful. I, I felt bad for him. Obviously, there's more to the story. They did have the owner talk about he's actually a nice guy. Yikes, though. Yeah, he was luck. getting he he was getting roasted up and down. I didn't like. I'll admit it. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to commit. It was late, so I'll probably get caught up here probably next week or the week after. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I heard, I didn't even watch it. I haven't seen any of it, but from what I've heard, that Jerry guy, idiot. Tough look. However, good look. Do you, you see who's joining me down here? In Florida? Uh-huh. Oh, Gronk. Big Gronk. Oh my gosh, what a time to randomly be in Tampa. Man, the Buccaneers are going to be interesting. <laughs> did you see the, the Instagram post that Tom Brady did? With like the call, all time classic, out. the yep. anchorman, anchorman reenactment. Gronk comes running around the bushes. Um, they are they got a lot of weapons. I mean, they have three tight ends: OJ Howard, Brait, who's not a bad fantasy guy, just for a little tidbit there. And then now he's got probably gonna be horrible because Gronk's there. But then you got Godwin. I don't remember who their running back is. You got Mike Evans. You know, Bruce Arians don't give a rip about nothing. He's gonna let it fling all over the place. And I mean. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be insane, but um, that was obviously cr- interesting news that Gronk making his return, especially as a Buccaneer down here. But my now concern is: is there too many superstars on this team? Mm. I'm I am now fearful that I'm not gonna be able to get into the stadium, not mm. because I can't commit and make the 20 minute trip to the stadium, but because these tickets are gonna be too expensive. Like it matters anyway. Like you would actually go to one of these games. We've gone down this road so many times with you. No, I'm telling you, season tickets, I had them in my shopping cart, ready to go. Gronk News came in. They had to cancel the order. Now they're waiting. They don't even know if the football is going to be there or not, but that's the question people need to be asking. Now there's going to be too many Buccaneer bandwagon fans. But the fear, the fear though, I actually had in reality, I, I saw this online as well. They're going to be – I have a, a weird suspicion if the NFL season does play that they're going to be kind of like the Browns were last year. Now, I get it. Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, two totally different players. But you're going a guy who's been in the system, Tom Brady, 
for forever. Now he's going to a new system, new city, new conference, new division. And he's old, by the way. And he's old. Old, old. Gronk weighs like 50 pounds less than he ever played at. Uh, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that these Bucks are going to be eerily similar to the 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers that these South Floridans are used to. I couldn't agree more. It's like people, did people not watch Tom Brady last year? That was in New England. I'm telling you, that's, they got to get a, he's going to have to find some way to get like a, a arm slingshot, like a big rubber band that can help him just sling that ball. Cause I swear that thing was just like a, a half dead duck floating through the air half the season. We'll see if he can throw the deep ball. He's got weapons for it. He's got we'll, the sun, we'll, we'll sunshine, see. humidity. Hmm. Mm. My last one, and then we'll get to our conversation with DeAndre. I have not been shy about my frustration with a lot of Sislak's messaging. And at least in the converse in his press conference yesterday, it was the first time at least that I heard it. Maybe he's said it and I just haven't caught it. But the first time where he was complimentary of those who have been social distancing and those who are sacrificing, that was nice to hear eventually. I don't feel that a lot of his messaging and what he's been trying to accomplish is, is consistent. I don't think that there's a plan. He talks about not wanting to talk about phase two and three. I don't know if there is a phase two and three. It just feels unorganized at that point. And maybe it's unfair to expect or expect our government to have a plan through, through all of this. And maybe that speaks to the challenges of big government, but that's not a topic for, for this going, podcast. That is I not was going to say for this I'll podcast. Say, pull, your toe out, pull, your to, pull your toe out of the water right now, guy. We aren't going down that road. <laughs> uh, you get a Grizzly Adams beard. Now we're anti-gov. Here we go. <laughs> I was uh, scrolling through Facebook yesterday and second shout out of the podcast to, to dad. Facebook, a great place for, for dad jokes, for dad videos. And I found this clip of this comedian who I had not heard of. Her name is Adley Stump, I think. Maybe some of you know her. Maybe some of you have My guess is probably some of you have seen this video. And she basically is just speaking to the fact that there is messages going all over the place about what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, what it means, what the future is going to look like. If we do this, what does it mean? If we do that, what happens? It's hilarious. This is not political. I'm sure some people probably will take it that way. That's that's It'll, not how it's intended. Um, I'm not even sure if we're allowed to play this, if this is going to be some sort of issue. So again, I'm going to do everything I can to give credit. Comedian Adley Stump, I pulled this off. Well, it was, I saw on Facebook, I pulled the YouTube clip. Uh, made it, I'm not getting the whole road. Adley Stump, comedian. Here's the clip. Just three minutes long. Super funny. Hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, I really don't understand why everybody isn't following the same rules right now. They're very clear. So let's take a minute and let's go over them again. First, you must not leave the house for any reason, unless of course you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open and all stores must close unless of course they need to stay open. This virus is deadly, but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless of course you are too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. The virus remains active on different surfaces for two hours or four hours 
or six hours, but in most cases it's days and not hours and it needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is warm and dry in the air unless the air is plastic. Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not home educating children, you may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better, but those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better, unless of course they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February, plus a couple tigers. The number of corona-related deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted won't or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places. Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. But if you do sit down, don't sit for too long unless you are old and you are pregnant, in which case you need to sit down. But if you do sit down, don't eat unless you've had a long walk, which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant, except for times in which you aren't. Don't visit old people but you have a moral obligation to take care of old people and bring them food and medicine. And finally, no businesses will go down due to coronavirus, except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you. That's great stuff. That's great stuff. I just want to put it out there. I didn't consent to that. So if there's a lawsuit coming, point that in Nathan's direction. Florida, <laughs> I am free and clear out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. So we'll kick it now to our conversation with Nevada Hoops Commit, DeAndre Henry. I, I told this at the, it says at the very top. I told it to him after we were recording. I was really impressed uh, with, with his presence, how, how well-spoken he is. I think this is someone that Nevada fans are certainly going to enjoy. And here's our conversation. <laughs> DeAndre, man, uh, super excited to have you on. I know we were just talking about it, but appreciate you uh, making time to come on the podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Obviously, these are beyond strange times with the coronavirus. I feel like it's obligatory. I have to ask like, what you've been up to, how you've been keeping busy. Uh, obviously, I'm sure doing school virtually, but uh, how you been handling all this? Uh, I mean, it's it's been bad. I mean, especially being a senior and not being able to uh, look forward to graduation and walking the stage, but Mm -hmm. I pretty much just been doing uh, my all my work, homework, keeping my grades up online. And then whenever I have free time, I'll go outside into the uh, 
football field right around the corner from my house, and then I'll do workouts, uh, do push-ups, and just try to stay in there shape, be ready for next season. And then whenever I really have free time, uh, free free time, I'll play the game a little bit. But other than that, been doing a lot of work, uh, working out, homework, and just anything yeah. else to keep me busy. Are you guys going to do any sort of virtual graduation? Um, we haven't really talked about that yet. Oh, We've yeah. just been talked about, yeah, just schoolwork. I don't know about graduation yet. I mean, they're sending all my, like, I think they're sending my diploma through the mail, but yeah. I'm not sure about, you know, online, online uh, FaceTime, sure. the 2020 class. But yeah, I don't know how that goes. <laughs> for for everyone's sake, I know not getting a walk will be a bummer, but no, no virtual graduations. We don't need that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, what, what games you play? Uh, I mean, I've been on Fortnite a lot because all my friends play it. But so okay. I've been on Fortnite. Um, I play Call of Duty too, Warzone, but mostly Fortnite. I was gonna ask if you're playing Fortnite, you gotta be playing Warzone. I just got an Xbox. I'm, I'm like two weeks ago. Now, now I'm I'm hooked. Okay, yeah, yeah, fun game, fun game, <laughs> very realistic. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Um, yeah. you uh, you crushing Netflix in the spare time right now? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching a couple movies. I just finished Containment. I'm I'm thinking about starting Money Heist. I heard it's a really good show. Uh, I'm not too much of a binge watcher, though. Like, I don't really okay. like watching episodes on episodes because then I get laying around and eating and I don't want to do none of that. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm going to start it. See, All I right. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was hoping you were going to have some recommendations for us, but if you're not crushing shows. So, Containment and Money Heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For shows, for sure. Okay. okay. All right, might, might check those out. I just I just started watching Ozark, and okay, uh, yeah, I heard that's a good good show too. It, it's if you're looking for a show that's going to make you feel warm and, and happy going to okay. bed, that that's not the one. <laughs> that's not the one at all. Uh, all right, let's get us a little bit here. I, obviously, we we'll, want to talk about your game, talk some hoops, but before even choosing, you know, which school you're going to play hoops at, you had to make a decision a little over a year ago now. Uh, because you were a big-time football recruit. You were a three-star offensive lineman. You had offers from Arizona State and, and Kansas State. Um, I'm sure you've had to answer this question a million times, so my apologies, but what kind of made you want to – or what, what led you to that decision, leaving football to, to play hoops? Um, really the passion. It's the p- passion and drive. And, I mean, I've talked it over with God countless days, talked it over with my family. It wasn't the easiest decision, actually, in my life. It was probably one of the hardest, top sure. three hardest. So I just, I knew something in me. I had the passion for basketball, and I didn't have any for any drive or any passion for football. And I came mm-hmm. in as a freshman with a lot of weight. And I towards that, uh, going into sophomore year, I lost a lot of weight, around 50 to 60 pounds, actually. Yeah. Um, so being that, I- oh, 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 oh. you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 
<laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. I can't really be a lineman, and I saw myself just really prospering in basketball if I just stuck to it. So mm-hmm. I definitely just stood, stood in the gym, stayed in the gym, slept in the gym some nights. Uh, I, I turned into a gym rat, and I told my parents, like, I can really do this. <laughs> they believed in me. That That's really been my support system. Talked to God plenty of times, and it just I, – I knew the passion was there, and I knew I could do it, and that's all that matters. As long as you believe in yourself, nothing can stop you. Yeah, dude. Uh, this fall – so this fall was your first year not playing football, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, this fall – no, I think it's my second year. I didn't play junior year. I played sophomore year. I didn't play junior didn't or play junior year. Didn't play junior year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Time is this weird thing. Doesn't even – no one knows what day it is, what at year all. it is anymore. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's gone sideways so uh, i'm sure when you made the decision not to play basketball but to commit to basketball that was the path that you were going to go down i'm sure you got some criticism people saying you know what the hell are you doing you got these power five offers uh what what are you thinking it had to be pretty validating for you then when you started to make your path and then certainly when you committed to nevada right it was it was it was it was uh mind-blowing especially from I mean, when I first left and I announced it on Twitter and Instagram and everything, people were pretty much saying, OK, good luck and all this. But I'm, I know behind closed doors and I heard it a lot of times people were criticizing me and always bashing me about it. And like, why would you do that? We wish our kids had this, that. I wish I could do this. Mm-hmm. Like, But it's like as I want to do what I do. It's my life. So I want to choose the path that I have. But as soon as I got my division one offers and they were going up and they see my skill changing, everybody started trying to, you know, come in my face and try to say oh yeah we we always believed in you but I was like never it was never the love wasn't really ever there but I mean especially when I committed to Nevada I mean a lot of people wanted to talk to me about a a lot of podcasts wanted to call me a lot of people wanted me to get me on the news and ask me all these Mm -hmm. other questions and how how my journey went so yeah it was it was pretty much validating for sure when I committed to Nevada actually when I got Mm -hmm. the offer it was yeah yeah Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Were, were there ever times before offers started rolling in where you second second questioned yourself? You maybe seem like a guy who you have your convictions. You were going to stick to it, but there had to be some times where you probably thought, I don't know. Yeah, I get that question a lot too. And actually, surprisingly, none at all. I never really, I never regretted the decision I made. I've always stuck to it. I always. I mean, some days I would be like. Damn, I wish my I wish my time. Dang, I wish my time would come. Sorry for my language. Mm-hmm. I wish my time would come and I could get these <laughs> offers. But I mean, I just know if if the work, if you put in the work, there's no way that it would not work. So I never really yeah. doubted myself in my decision. I knew it would eventually come. Sometimes I would want to rush the process, which is something you should never do. Always right. stick to the process. I would. I always try to sped it up. But I, you know, I, I handled that. But yeah, I've never like regretted the decision to to stick to basketball, even. Yeah before offers started, you know, rolling in. You strike me as someone just from our very brief time having a conversation here as someone with discipline. You can see the big picture. Um, you're, you're confident. Um, wh- where does that come from? Do you think? Um, I don't know. My family, I don't, my family's very 
confident. They've been confident a lot when with what they do and. Every time they do something, they always put 100% in, especially my dad, my mom. Everything they do, they always go hard and make sure that they get it done the right way. I mean, it's really the drive. I mean, my sophomore year, I had one of the toughest basketball coaches, and they and he told me, like, straight up that next year, no more basketball. I'm going to stick to football, and he's going to say basketball wow. is in my journey. He, like, basically told me something I can't do, and that was really was that was really what made me want to go and get after it and it's like you should you feel me like someone tell me you can't do if someone tells me i can do something i want right. to prove them wrong and i'm gonna go do it so yeah i think right. that and then i just matured uh a lot i had some a lot of family problems that went on freshman sophomore year we got those figured out and that yeah. really matured me a lot and i matured way more than what i was my age group um, well, I, I tell you what, obviously you are committed to basketball. You're, you're playing at a legit Mountain West program starting next year. Um, however, you know, we're also a football podcast and I'll tell you, Nevada's offensive line struggled mightily last year. Any, okay. any chance we can talk you into going two ways? <laughs> I mean, I'll play tight end if, uh, Steve offers, if coach Alford's, uh, willing to let me play. And I love <laughs> the weight room. That's probably our so. biggest hurdle there. <laughs> right. I love the weight room. So I'll go in the weight room with the football players. <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, so you, you committed to, to Steve Alford in Nevada back in September during your, during your official, um, obviously you had a, a fair amount of interest from other, from some other schools as well. What made you feel comfortable on that visit to Cider? Right, this is where I want to be. Um, definitely the other schools, uh, I'm more than grateful for them to recruit me. Nevada was my, my first visit and they made me feel so at home, all the fans and all the, just going to the football game and just being with the basketball team, I could see that it was all love in the city and that it just, you'll, you'll feel at home first day you're there. So, mm-hmm. and then just being with the coaching staff and being with the players on the team just made me feel like that I had, like I, was, I had another family I could be out there with and not, you know, miss Arizona, miss my actual home because I could be out there and be comfortable. And yeah. I just know Steve Alford and coach, and Corey and um, Noodles and all them are great coaches, and they're going to give me where I need to be, and they're going to develop me into the player that I always want to be and that I will be and that I can be as long as I stick in the gym and stick to it and always remain humble mm-hmm. and persevere through anything. I, I do want to talk about kind of h- how you're hoping to develop and grow uh, under Steve Offer, and that's really one of his uh, MOs is, is bringing guys along and, and developing. Before we get there, had you been to Reno before September? Never, actually. I've, I've been to I've been to Nevada, never Reno though, and it's beautiful, yeah. actually. Never Reno. I was gonna ask yeah. what, what what caught you by surprise. You talked about a couple of things that stood out to you, but was there anything that surprised you? Uh, Lake Tahoe for sure. Lake Tahoe yeah. is beautiful, beautiful mountains, the views, uh, the nature. It's just beautiful out there. I like it. Awesome. Well, let's let's talk about your game now a little bit here. I depending on where you're where I look, I saw you either six seven or six eight. Which, which one is it? I'm six eight, pushing six nine. Wait on it. Six nine. All right, we we yep. still growing or what? Yep. <laughs> Talk that into existence. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I'm six eleven. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll be um, six ten. <laughs> so, so for those who haven't seen in any game film of you yet, you know, how, how would you describe how, how you play? Um, I'll describe myself as a. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much very dominant down low. I mean, my size, I have great size, actually, for where I'm at. I'm, actually, I'm pushing 235 now. I've been doing a lot of push-ups, been getting my muscle right, uh, eating yeah. right. So, I mean, I'm very physical down low. I can stretch it out to the jumper. 
pull a couple of jump shots and make that. I'm really working on my three-point shot. That's why I can't wait to get back in the gym, stretch out the pick and roll, um, get out to the either the jump shot, the um, 15 footer, or I'm, I'm I'm really working on getting out to the three-point line. Especially now that we're going to now that I'm going to college next year, I have to yeah. step back a little bit farther than high school was. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much low post. I mean, I have great um, IQ. I pass a lot. I'm not a selfish teammate at all. I mean, I, I look for the open man always looking to um, make my team better and keep positive energy and just get the win is what I, what we really look for. Sure. You mentioned hoping to start stretching the floor, get the, the three-point shot going a little bit. Would you say that is maybe one of the bigger emphasis that you're going to have on, on bringing your game along? Yeah, for sure. Definitely the shooting and then the dribbling as well. My dribbling, my handling is good. I can handle the ball, but mostly like getting a rebound. And then if there's no like guard open, I could push it down the floor to pass half court, get a look open man, or even just take it coast to coast. But yeah, for yeah. sure, the stretching out to my shot. And I know that Steve Alford's always been a shooter. We all know that. Oh yeah. He's going to help me with that. All the coaches <laughs> are going to help me with my shot. And that's all. Right. And yeah, I'm getting better at that. Yeah. It's, it's probably tough right now because there's, you can't get into the gym. There's probably not a lot of tough, not, not a lot of places to shoot. Yeah. Parks They're They're closing down. They put trash bags and all kinds of, uh, caution tape around the parks and everything so i can't even go to any of the basketball parks i just been able to go to fields it's all it's all 2k right <laughs> <laughs> um obviously we don't know what's going on what the future is going to hold near or far with this but are, are you hoping to get to campus in june yeah pretty yeah as soon as possible whenever ready uh go up there get some uh summer workouts in yeah. Whatever, if I have to take summer school, I think I I think I'm taking summer school. If not, I'll take it online. But yeah, I'll get yeah. some summer school, get some summer workouts in, get to you know bond with the team a little bit more, get to moving all my uh, all my necessities into my apartment, and then maybe come down here a little bit for a little bit before school starts to see my family a little bit more. And then yep. go into August, hit August hard, hit the uh, preseason, and then just get into the season. It'll it'll be here before we know it, and man, yep. I. Knock on wood. There better be a college basketball season. <laughs> there better be a college basketball season. Has I, to be. I don't have to tell you that, though. <laughs> Man, it has to be. Um, have you been in touch with, with any of the guys at all? The the team or the coaches? Uh, the team. Yeah, I've been talking to KJ. Uh, we, we were yep. thinking about um, – because he's out here in Arizona right now, too. Yeah, you guys are close. Out. Yeah, yeah, we're very close. Um, we even wanted to, uh, like, meet up with each other, but we, we were waiting until the – social distancing and all this stuff clears up and then we'll probably get to, together. If not, then we'll just see each other in Reno. Yep. Um, I talked to um, Warren a little bit, yep. Warren a little bit uh, on Instagram. I talked to Desmond, but not too much. I mean, we talk in a group chat and stuff, but yep. yeah, other than that, that's about it. Yeah. It'll really start when, when you get up there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, have the coaches talked to you at all about do, do, Next year, are they hoping to redshirt you? Are they hoping you're going to get minutes next year? Have you had that conversation at all? Um, not really too much about that, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were hoping to give me minutes. I'm going to play. I mean, that's what I believe for yeah. sure. You're going to get, like, it's going to progress. I'm not I – don't, I don't see myself redshirting this year. Mm -hmm. uh, just get in the gym, hit it hard, and then get ready. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure I see myself playing. I mean, Coach Corey, we, me, me and him been talking about – what he really wants me to do as far as running the floor, you know, getting to the to the open block, uh, getting early position on the man on defense, uh, playing straight up, blocking yep. shots and all that so you don't get in foul trouble. So, yeah, pretty much playing time coming. 
Awesome, dude. Well, I'm sure you're excited to to get to school and start playing. We're certainly excited to to see you rocking a Nevada uniform at Lawler. Certainly appreciate you you coming on. Stay healthy, stay well, getting through this, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Stay blessed. As always, appreciate all of our guests making time to come on the podcast. And that's especially true for DeAndre. Looking forward to uh, him coming up, being in a Nevada uniform, hopefully playing this year. When I say hopefully him playing, I'm saying hopefully the team is playing at, at this point. Before we start running some slants, a couple sponsors to thank or partners to thank. First one, Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada apparel. Locally owned and operated Silver and Blue Outfitters is constantly releasing new Nevada apparel. And I don't know what else you would call the wood signs that they're putting out right now are freaking mm -hmm. awesome. Super yeah, cool. Uh, I think we might have to dip into the Reno Slant funds and get one hang, get one hung in Reno Slant Vegas headquarters. Uh, I think they're like $99, obviously, for an outstanding cause decorate the home office decorate you know whatever uh super sharp you can check those out at silverandblueoutfitters.com all purchases through silver and blue outfitters right now by the way are going to pay the the wages of the 12 hourly employees who cannot work right now again we talked about with archie's supporting local economy uh, anything you can do to support silver and blue outfitters a, a staple in reno go, goes a long way uh, to not only helping keep the lights on but supporting those who uh, who work there. Tipsy Elves, I said that really weird, our final read uh, <laughs> of the day, uh, co-founded by Reed High alum Nick Morton, one of the most successful Shark Tank stories ever. Tipsy Elves wants to suit you up for life's biggest moments, life's most fun moments, life's most memorable moments. Still time to check out the ski onesies. I think the time to use them for the year, that has come and gone, but you can get yours for next year if the mountains aren't open next year. Oh, jeez. Um, they are offering free shipping on orders over $75. So visit tipsyelves.com today. And when you do exclusively for you guys, use promo code SLANT20 for 20% off at checkout. That's promo code SLANT20 for 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. We'll start slants with weekend plans. What do you got? Well, one, I'm at the I'm at the crucial decision time whether I go off the deep end or I try and revert course, reverse course. Mm. I'm gonna try and start working out. I've done it the last couple of days. Uh, stepped on the scale, obviously, not good. So that's gonna be the first thing is gonna see if I can get that into check. Uh, like I said last week, Duolingo, more of that. Uh, one other thing I've had another really good habit of is looking at the flight prices, knowing that I'm not gonna buy any of them. Ooh. I've, I've told this Adora probably about 300 different places that we could fly to for under $300 and have yet to purchase a single one. <laughs> uh, then on top of that, another good habit I've had is refreshing my bank account. Somebody on my shit list right now, IRS coming after you. You've already got one tweet. Second tweet is ready. Don't make it's him coming. tweet you again, IRS. You've been warned. I, I'll come after you with everything I got. I've uh, been waiting for that $1,200 check, waiting for that $1,200 deposit since, since it was announced, still has not shown up what really grind. Uh, student loans. Yep. Right, right now, interest free, put it on there. So I'm just waiting for that, get, get it reduced $1,200. However, I've been waiting for the stupid thing for 
since the start of this quarantine. Really, I've since it I feels like taxes. a year at this point. Yeah, it really was last fe- year. I don't even know, but my concept of time is just completely lost. But inside of that, I will. I am also planning on trying to get caught up on the MJ documentary. It was late when it dropped here, and I was just tired. Nine, and nine Eastern on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was late, and I just kind of really wasn't vibing. Felt like being the hipster, you know, just not really doing what everybody else is doing. And then people like you who to try and bring it up with me, I've, being the annoying guy, it's like I don't know what you're talking about. So I'll probably catch up this week though, so that way I can contribute to the conversation mm-hmm. in the following episode. So you are a co-host on a sports podcast. You may want to be up to date on one of the <laughs> biggest sports stories going right now. Probably the only sports story really go other than Brady and Gronk going on. It's like this last dance is one of the only things that's going on. It is not the only sports story going on right now. We got what do you hot damn, we got some sports this weekend, boys. The NFL draft is Thursday. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is supposed to be in Vegas, damn it. Uh I had a buddy of mine actually booked a reservation at a restaurant right across the strip on from the Bellagio for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be phenomenal people watching, going to be down there for the first round. It was going to be a blast. That obviously is not happening. That means we're going virtual this weekend. You got a bunch of old dudes relying on Wi-Fi for something as important as the NFL draft. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? It- there's going to be so much glitches, so many pauses, so many late responses, delayed responses. It's going to be epic. <laughs> Major League Baseball does a virtual draft every single year. The teams, though, are together, I assume, when they're making that. The challenge with the NFL draft is either individuals are not together. They're mm-hmm. even remote. You're going to have all sorts of communication uh, bumps in the road. We, we can put it that way. You're going to hear coaches yelling at their wives and at their kids in front of a national audience when you're waiting for the the 27th pick in the first round. Yep. Goodell is going to make a couple really bad jokes from the safety mm. of his basement. He's going to feel secure. He's not yeah, going to yeah. have people booing him. He's going to feel a little bit more natural. He's already a robot. It's going to get real awkward listening to him try to navigate that whole thing, and I am here for it. Mm. I'm curious to see Pete Carroll. If we get a little clip of Pete Carroll with his glasses on, smacking 30 pieces of gum, oh, face, yeah. two, face two inches from the camera. Oh, he'll be fired up. <laughs> he'll be fired up. And then obviously on Sunday, going to be plugged into episodes three and four uh, of The Last Dance on Sunday night. We got sports this weekend. Sort of. Arguably. We'll get into the social slant here. Thank you to all of you who asked questions. Again, this week, you guys are awesome. We'll start on Twitter. We'll start with Trav ASU. The question is, looks like even with Jalen Harris back, the ceiling for next year's team would be the NIT. That being the case, would you prefer he come back in the pack win 20 games or he stays in the NBA draft? And Alford gets a Sherfield-type player situation that gives us a chance for the tourney in two to three years. At this point, I think you root for the Jalen revenge tour. Revenge might be a strong word. It would be his, it would be his last chance though to put on a show. If he stays in the draft, I'm not sure what the likelihood is of landing an impact guy this late. Now it's recruiting, and who the hell knows? You got players still entering the transfer portal every single day. If you follow any of the college basketball guys, Rothstein, Goodman, the list is that's uh, a fairly t- relatively compact list of five or six national guys who, when something happens, they all tweet out the exact same thing within two minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm rooting for another year with Jalen. He's one of the better players we've seen in Nevada uniform in, in a long time. Even if he leaves, you don't know. There's no guarantee of the type of guy you're going to get. Grant Sherfield, obviously an important piece, going to be an important piece, presumably, for, for the next several years. I'm rooting for Jalen to come back, though. John Mackey, what would the Shout Bros ideal tailgate look like? What's on the menu, in the cooler, what games or entertainment, etc.? I'm looking for inspiration for some projects during quarantine. Repeat from last week, but not answer. John, if you asked this last week, I did not see it. So so my apologies. We'll, we'll answer it here. Bro, what's your uh, ideal tailgate? I'm a pretty classic guy. Love me some cornhole. Hot dogs, burgers, wings. The, there's got to be the variety of beer. Um, however, going to tailgating, though, I am a fan of IPAs and the those types of beers. However, when I'm doing tailgating, Definitely like more of the White Claw lighter beer road because once you start slamming five or six IPAs, you got to get rolled into the stadium instead of walking in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on top of that, it's just pretty casual. That's pretty much it. You got to have music as well. I mean, I'm an I'm the classic. I don't need anything too fancy. I'm pretty happy in the uh, the standard traditional tailgate environment. But wings, wings though are a must. There must be wings. That is the one that maybe isn't as traditional. The hot dogs and burgers for sure, but sometimes wings aren't always included. Yeah, you didn't you didn't go very deep there. You went IPAs or white claws, wings or hot dogs, and music. Cornhole. Don't forget cornhole, cornhole. guy. That you just explained every tailgate that's ever existed. As I just explained, I'm a classic traditional tailgate guy. You get too fancy with me and I'm gonna get upset. That's fine. Cornhole, no problem with it. The game that I am enjoying more and more is beer die. Beer guy, snappa whatever you want to call it. For those who are unfamiliar, basically you get a four by eight, four by eight piece of plywood. You have a drink in one hand, you throw a beard, uh, a die as high as you can. It needs to land on the other side of the table and you got to catch it with one hand. If the beer, if the die is thrown uh, your direction, you get guys, obviously the longer the game progresses, the more IPAs or white claws, whatever mm-hmm. you're drinking, the higher that die goes, the harder it gets to catch. And then you mm-hmm. get some skin knees, some skin elbows, you get some blood going. That's the sign of a real tailgate when you got some blood. Yeah, and Snappa is a way to bring it out. So Snappa is one that challenges though. Someone's got to bring the four by eight piece of plywood. Someone's got to have a truck. <laughs> I would say I'm, I agree with you entirely on the beverage selection. Depending on how long is this tailgate? Are, did you get there five hours or early? If so, White Claws might be the move. Is this a rush tailgate? You only got an mm-hmm. hour, and it's less of a tailgate and more of a how quickly can I throw this down before running into the stadium? Then Probably some hard A is going to be the route you got to go there. It's all about situational fluency here. How flexible can you be with your tailgating awareness? Uh, when it comes to food, I'm actually more of a hot dog at the tailgate guy. I don't, the the messy food, the greater likelihood of you spilling on yourself. The hot dog, obviously, you can spill the, the ketchup on you, but it's one hand. You don't need to hold a plate. You can hold a drink with your other hand or a beer die. And, the the one you know somewhat unique thing I'll say about tailgating that I'll add to this, if you haven't had a hot dog with cream cheese, you're 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 missing out. So I'll say hot dogs with cream cheese. Well, that makes one of the two hosts that's done that. I have never had that. Give yourself a hot dog with cream cheese on one side, barbecue sauce on the other. You are welcome. You are welcome. Fake Matt Mummy asks, uh, Ben, totally into Ozark while in quarantine as well. 
I've been crushing those arc. If you dudes had to launder money for the cartel, where in Nevada would you set up shop? For me, I would choose Pahrump, Ely, or Winnemucca. Yeah, those those are some good ones there. Um, I'd probably go out. Hmm. Oh, what's that town called? I just forgot what it was called. Gold. It's where. Oh my god! When you drive to Vegas, I totally forgot the name no of the idea. town. And I had it, I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember what it's called. Golden Eye, Golden Finch, Gold. No, go on. You go on and talk about what city and you're gonna launder it. I I cannot believe I just lost it. I just typed in Gold Nevada and I'm getting a lot of mines in gold shops. <laughs> no, I will find it. You talk about your city and where you're gonna launder it. I'm pulling up Google Maps right now because now I'm pissed. It seems like the more remote the location, the more difficult it is to to launder the money. In, in to some degree, you know, if it's more remote, it's you're gonna have less red tape to jump through. If it's more uh, more of a city, I, I should say, you're gonna have more opportunity, but you might have more of that bureaucracy, red tape, competition sort of thing going on. I think you need to find something or somewhere in between. Those two between super rural and super populated in Ozark, he goes to obviously the Ozarks and is trying to launder money through a funeral home, a strip club, a boat club, essentially on the lake. I think you got to do something in between, as I mentioned. So the city that I came up with, Incline, mm. it's not super rural, but it is off the grid a little bit. A little bit, and Stretch. there's a ton of money there. So if you come in and you're making these big expenses, these big purchases, using that to launder money, it's not going to make a huge splash. It wouldn't seem super out of place. Plus, Lake Tahoe is used to having—I don't know if cartel is the word—but they're used to having the mob around. You'd fit right in. All right, not too bad. Goldfield was a t- Goldfield. Goldfield. Goldfield is what I was thinking of. Really close to Tonopah. That's that mm. city right after. If you're driving from Reno to Reno to Vegas, Goldfield. Okay. MW Tax Law, when are we going to get to hear this debt-free scream? If nobody hears you scream, are you really debt-free? Good question. I got rid of my student loan debt last week, and I did not scream. I don't know if I if I need to either. That would not sound good. Obviously, I've been floating around, though. Really excited to get rid of that thing. Been with me way too long. I thought I was going to die with it at one point. I'm not even kidding you. So to, to be debt-free, to get rid of student loans, I, I own my car. Pretty sweet and pretty nice knowing that we all might be unemployed here in six or seven months. Woo-woo. Ready to go. <laughs> Second part of the question, NFL draft predictions. Which team will be the biggest virtual draft winner slash loser? I think the virtual draft favors the younger, more technologically inclined coaches. That means Sean McVay. That means Cliff Kingsbury, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur. Those are all coaches. Be a little bit more nimble. Be a little bit more agile in a virtual environment. The losers, you imagine Andy Reid trying to figure out how to do Skype or how to do a he's three-way not, call. He's not showing up to that thing. He's already thrown in the towel. As much as I love him, Pete Carroll, I mean, he's much younger than his age. Maybe he's a little bit more uh, capable. Bilicek is going to be awful. Bilicek plays a game like he doesn't know what social media is. 
he said snap face enough times he has to know it's snapchat and facebook he's just playing a part he knows i'm yeah he, he maybe figured out what the names of these apps are but i'm not saying he's gonna be able to figure out a wi-fi no he he knows bill o'brien strikes me as someone who's gonna struggle with this doug marone john gruden this will oh, not, not be his forte either <laughs> hey mike mike get in here <laughs> i tell you what man <laughs> this wi-fi thing really pissing me off man <laughs> That's not bad. I uh, got one question on Facebook from Andrew, our regular Facebook questioner. Congrats on putting out 100 episodes. Although it's clearly not under ideal circumstances of late, you two have still managed to put out great content that Wolfpack fans everywhere, especially this one, remain grateful for. Andrew, truly appreciate it, man. Uh, awesome words from you. Thank you. Yeah. Second part of the question, that well, first part well, obviously wasn't a question. The actual question itself what are some of your all-time favorite segments you've done for the show? And are there any great bits of content that you've created for whatever reason listeners didn't get to hear? Well, like everybody knows, the listens, uh, the the bits are fairly similar week to week. However, some of the stuff that I ha- really have enjoyed is, for example, when Nevada basketball is incredibly good and it's fun to talk about, you know, uh, you know, NCAA tournament, talking about the success postseason, things like that. Um, just some of those lighter, some of those more fun and more intriguing conversations that you and I can have. It obviously isn't as fun when a team's not doing well. Everybody can kind of tell that. But another one of the fun things we've had, which we haven't really been able to do, hence the circumstances, and just it's probably been yeah since January, three months, not too long, but is the whole get recording figured out while I'm international part. Um, oh, we've yeah. obviously had <laughs> some Wi-Fi issues. Some um, one time, I don't. Well, I guess we'll let everybody in on this. I can't remember if you mentioned it, but it was. I think it was the last time I was in Brazil. Uh, we were supposed to record, and it was late at night in Brazil. It wasn't too late in the states, and I ended up falling asleep. Yep. And <laughs> did it. So obviously, I woke up a couple text messages. Nathan was not too happy. Uh, then we had <laughs> you had to wake up super early yep. before work, and we had to record the episode to put it out. Um, so those are just some of like in the moment about that. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were not not too pleased. But in the moment, like it's obviously kind of frustrating because you know, when we're trying to link up and you know, still get an episode out and make sure it doesn't sound awful. And you know, I'm you know, if I'm going wherever trying to make sure I'm updated enough to be able to talk. But those are just some of the fun things we've had to, you know, kind of figure out on the fly as we've done this. Yeah. No question. Some fa- some favorite segments, you know, we we call them slants or just I, just parts of the show in general. When we were first building this, getting our some first guests, I remember being really excited about some of the guests we were able to get. Uh, Phil Steele was one for me when we were able to get him on the show and get his insights was one that was really cool for us. Some tremendous value and insight he was able to provide for all of you who listened to the, to the show. That was awesome. I think one of my favorite interviews I've done on the show, and I've had a couple people ask this question, is DJ Fenner. Um, super candid from him, super authentic and raw. He has a, a really interesting story, and he, he got into that uh, on the podcast, and we got a ton of, of feedback from that one. Was that, I think that was our biggest show ever. It was either that one or the next week, I think, when we had Cam Oliver on. Some other slants that I really enjoyed. Bets of the weekend. We really started that this football season. Had some fun with that. One we've got away from one of our shticks. It wasn't a slant. We did it year one. Was favorite player on the other roster. 
Yeah. We, we, Wolfgang. We, we had to, I was trying to remember what that guy's name was. The offensive Wolf, lineman Wolfgang. for Air Force. Yeah. Is that what it Wolfgang. Was? Yeah. We had, we had some fun with that one. And then bits that haven't seen the light of day that we haven't shared. Not really. I, I, I've mentioned we keep editing very minimal. If we said it, there is a 99.9% chance it's getting into the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's o- only a couple times where we have like some really bad glitches where I'll go back and edit something out. Or if I'll sometimes with the intro, I'll get a couple sentences in and say, screw it. I'm, I'm starting back over. But more times, the overwhelming majority of the time, if we say it, it's getting in, we're obviously always workshopping ideas. One of the things I don't think I've even talked to you about this idea that I had. I love pardon the interruption. Wilbon, Kornheiser, remember watching those guys as kids growing mm-hmm. up. And I had the idea of having Tara read the questions that we get in social slant, like the producer on the loudspeaker on PTI. I like it. That's give a little, give a, give a, give a third voice. What was that guy's name? He doesn't have a name. He's called him the producer or the loudspeaker, but Tony Reale was on the show. That, a lot. That, oh, that, that's what I'm thinking of that guy. Now he's around the horn. Yeah. Tara bugs me all the time, by the way, to get on the podcast. She wants on desperately. Man, desperation. Not a good look, Tara. (laughs) Got a couple questions or a few questions on Instagram. Marcus asks, what sport do you think will come back first? And if it is something out of the ordinary like badminton, will it have an increase in following? Well, I'm not going to mention an irrelevant sport like that because I think ping pong's still going if you want to get super technical about it. Mm. Um, however, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say baseball finds a way to get going. The answer is golf. Golf already has a tentative date for this the second week of June. There will be more eyes than normal for that first few tournaments or however long they're playing where they're the only sport going. It's a unique opportunity for golf. With some mm-hmm. increased exposure here, I don't know if you saw the Tiger Tom Brady or Tiger Peyton Phil Tom Brady match is happening now. It's gonna be on yeah, saw, next month. Yeah, I saw on Twitter that that thing was getting finalized or in the process or whatever it was. I'll be curious to see if that's that has the capacity to be really awesome. Yeah, yeah, they got. Stick microphones on them. I want to hear everything. I don't know. It's they, just like- they tried it last year with just Tiger and Phil, and there wasn't enough betting, and no one, neither of them played particularly well. They have to get more authentic with it. They're gonna have to let it fly. Yeah, if you're and gonna do it, you got you got to go all the way in. Ho- hopefully, Peyton provides a bit of a social lubricant. He's awesome w- 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 on on the mic. So hopefully that that happens. We'll see. Uh, fake Matt mummy asks just how in the holy hell did Nevada come back and beat New Mexico at the pit? This is a question because Nevada hoops on their official Twitter feed re aired the comeback at the pit in 2017 on Twitter last night. It still doesn't make sense. It's why it's still on bad beats on SVP. I think they have, mm-hmm. uh, Marshall's bank three. On there on SVP, there was ninety to seventy six with less than a hundred minutes left. Charlie Tooley is the one who got the whole thing going with one one of his threes. They were down twenty four with seven minutes left or, or whatever. I can't remember it all now. It makes no sense that Nevada won that game. I remember watching that vividly. We were at Britt's house, and I think that was NFL Wild Card Weekend, if I remember correctly. 
That sounds about right. And we were playing Beer Die that day. We were playing Beer Die. He loves Beer Die. It's big at his house. But he does that awesome thing when you play it inside and you stack the cans. Remember on the table? Yeah, and you have the wall and you got, yep. Yeah, so you got to go over the wall, under the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Final question from Serge. Congrats on 100 episodes. What are you boys doing to celebrate? Quarantine life. (laughs) Putting the celebration on pause for real. But like I said, probably going to be slugging a couple Sixers. White Claws are in my very near future. The blog is something we want to share with all of you. Uh, No question. I am getting questions about shirts on social. We're trying to figure out what would be the best plan of action there. Speaking candidly, we don't make a ton of money on those with what we charge and how much it costs to, to ship them. Those really are for you guys. And certainly they help with our exposure. You know, when, you, when you're wearing a Reno slant shirt in front of your friends, an opportunity for hopefully someone's going to ask. <laughs> but if there if there is demand, if you guys are interested in another shirt, let me know. There's a handful of you who have expressed interest. A lot of you have bought two shirts from our two different uh models if you will, or designs i should say i don't there want to go back go. to you guys there we go. third time and say hey i know you are about two shirts want to buy another one we got to figure that one out a little bit the, the blog needs to expand our reach a little bit here and then maybe it's a third shirt we'll see let's get out of here with rain and reno what'd you find this week when do you think the first high-rise hotel casino came into reno or was built in reno the first high-rise built in reno is it still around no, it was demolished in 2000. 19 pre-depression or after the depression. Depends what they mean by high rise. Two stories? Four stories? It was it was more than let me pull up. I got I found the picture of it. Let me count me stories that's got. That's got at least 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 at least 8. I'm going to guess 9 or 10. The suite, I can't tell the top if there's like multiple okay. floors or not. 1917. Man, engineering must have been real good back then. No, it was 1947. Mm. And that was called the Mapes Hotel. They say that that kind of became the template for future establishments. I had never even heard of this hotel. It literally was like right on the Truckee River. I'm sure somebody somebody who's listening can know and can tweet at Nathan or I of what it was. But... It's right next to one of the bridges. Like I don't know if it's the Sierra or the Virginia Street Bridge. However, I'm gonna what the place and it looks like. It's where like the Cal Neva parking garage okay. was. I could be com- I could be completely wrong, but it's like a old. I'm mean, obviously very old building, <laughs> but yeah, not not around anymore. We we missed out after by the time we had moved to Reno, this thing was long gone. Did people build multiple story buildings in 1917? Did I just sound like a moron? I don't know. I'm sure there might be some building person coming, going to be coming after you, sliding up all in those DMs. Some, some building there. person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's. <laughs> I'm not. I was just about to make a joke about building houses still being built out of logs, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I was about to just go the full complete other way. You were going to get made fun of, and now I am. Yep. I appreciate you jumping on that grenade. I'm always looking out. You know, I'm just a man <laughs> of the people. How many passengers do you think arrive and depart on average daily from Reno Tahoe International? Obviously, before coronavirus. Pre-quarantine, huh? Yep. Hmm. Arrive and depart? Arrive and depart. Daily. Man. 
I'm gonna go with God. It's not. It's not gonna be that. Many. I'm gonna say uh, two hundred thousand. <laughs> what every day from Reno? <laughs> Twenty thousand. I get rid of a zero. Get rid of a zero. Get rid of a zero. Holy shit! Two hundred thousand. <laughs> not even close. Oh my god! Twelve thousand two hundred. Good lord! I felt good about that too. No. I was like trying to count. Well, Come on, they got some full. Every time I fly about to Reno, two hundred thousand. Every time I fly to Reno, those flights are full. <laughs> oh my god! That's the that's the funniest thing that's been on the podcast in a long time. That was great. Hey, I'm a man of optimism. <laughs> uh, that is our show this week. Thank you to all of you who listened to this podcast. I almost- what i almost guessed more too i almost guessed more i wish you would have <laughs> appreciate all of you for staying current on everything nevada by listening to this podcast thank you to nevada hoops commit deandre henry for coming on the show thank you to our partners at tipsy elves at archies at silver and blue outfitters and twelve golf club if you are not already please subscribe and follow the reno slant on twitter instagram or facebook you can find us at the reno slant you can check us out online at the reno slant.com and you can check out our new blog We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. As things change, other things stay the same like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.